Don't look back here, the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was uh, another mixed day for our markets today as we continue with the second worst start of the year for the S&P 500. Uh, That has continued, but I will say today, we saw some serious positive factors that we haven't seen in a while that are leading us to feel to believe that we're due for at least some short-term capitulation, uh, telling us the next bear market rally could be a big one here. Uh, but before I get to that, got a lot to cover here today. This morning, we got the latest producer price index, the PPI numbers coming in after yesterday's hot CPI number as well, getting another half percent increase month over month. And also last month was revised higher as well from a 1.4% to a 1.6%, now bringing the total inflation for the producer price index now at 11% year over year. So even worse than the CPI data. But those two combined, you know, that we see inflation at extremely elevated levels still. A lot of people talking about peak inflation. Well, you know, maybe in the short term, but we aren't exactly seeing full on signs of that yet. Uh, regardless if we've seen peak inflation or not, we still believe that those numbers are going to continue to run well above the usual Fed's 2%, which really we all know is never 2%. It's always been in the real numbers closer to four, five, six percent right now, probably closer to about 15 to 20 percent based on our work. But, you know, and we've already heard uh, I'm going off a little side topic here before I get into the rest of this. But seeing reports now of analysts saying economists saying that the Fed's rate at two percent is probably too low. It should be closer to four to five percent over the long term. So you really want to see your dollars devalued by four to five percent every year is what they're saying. I mean, absolutely outrageous. And really, if if it were to say four to five percent, if you would have said that three years ago, we might have said, okay, yeah, that could be pretty close to the real number, but certainly not below two percent like they were saying. Uh, Regardless, um, running way too hot right now, but that didn't stop. Today, this just happened today, that didn't stop the Senate from confirming Jay Powell for his second term as Federal Reserve Chair. Uh, You know, this is something that seemed actually, you know, a little bit surprising. I kind of thought that since they hadn't confirmed him yet, maybe they were waiting for something. Uh, That obviously was not the case here. But as Kip talked about yesterday, uh, if inflation continues to come in hot like this and we get an economic slowdown, Jay Powell may not have a job too much longer. And if you think about it, and this is the reason why we thought that he might not even get confirmed, but if you think about it like this, he really is the perfect fall guy uh, for the Democratic Party to push all of their woes off, off on. You know, what they've done with money printing, you know, go back to a 60 Minutes interview where they asked him, so you're just creating dollars. He's like, yeah, we're just digitally, that's all we do, just digitally creating dollars, not even a real printing press. But this man has now overseen not one, but 
two major stock market crashes here the first being december of 2018 raising rates into christmas eve where no no one was around to support the market and then now as well and keep in mind we've only just begun to raise interest rates they've done two rate hikes so far a quarter basis point and a half a percentage point and we haven't even started quantitative tightening yet and the nasdaq is down 30 percent from its all-time high of last of earlier uh so you know rocky road ahead here for jay powell and back to what what kip has said as well and said it on wayne allen root show last night if you haven't tuned into that yet now uh you can find it on all of our streaming services spotify apple uh you know all of them out there but have you tuned in again saying this is exactly what i just said that jay powell is the perfect fall guy. If you were to oversee this bear market, begin to crash the economy, you know, we're not saying that that's going to happen, just that he would be an easy pick for a fall guy to deflect some of the blame from what really lies in the hands of the Democratic Party, from terrible spending initiatives to terrible policy. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, don't worry about Jay Powell too much. He's part of the system. You know, it's all one big club and you ain't in it. Uh, but he'll cer certainly secure a multi-million dollar job uh, in the private sector after his tenure as uh, as Fed chair, just like Janet Yellen getting paid millions in speaking fees. You know, 15-minute speech. Here's $250,000. I wonder what else that might have been intended for, what kind of bribes that was paying. But that's all a little bit of speculation here. But back to the main point here of inflation did you see this today? This is interesting. Just, just started coming out. Nancy Pelosi has now announced a bill for price controls on gas companies, claiming that these companies are price gouging uh, after the war with, between Russia and Ukraine began. Uh, you know, and maybe there is a little bit of truth to that, but there is never, almost never, a good reason for price controls. The new law would prohibit price increases uh, in when a national emergency is declared by the president. You know, we've never seen them abuse emergency powers before, right? So why would we expect it now? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So, but if you're really, if you are a fan of history, you know how this ends. When you restrict the price, then supply dwindles. Refiners can no longer make money, so they quit supplying as much. And in the words of the infamous Ludwig von Mises, a government can no more determine prices than a goose can lay hen's eggs. After reading that quote a few years back, I've been looking for the right moment uh, to bring that one out. And today seems like the one. They've been talking about price controls in a lot of areas here. Uh, that's never never been a winning strategy never before in history um so and, and keep in mind here we're also heading we're just in the summer months right now this is when we're supposed to be building our supplies of gas we've already decimated our strategic supplies of diesel of oil uh so really the effects of this are going to be felt later this year really in the winter and you've already heard it so much out of Europe. They already have a crisis going on there where it gets really cold. Fortunately for us here at the VRA, we're down here in Texas. 
or and all, all the rest of us, you know, closer to the south. Um, but man, you could see how this could get ugly. But we're optimists here. We remain long-term bullish, not only for the stock market, but on America as a whole. Really, the midterms can't get here fast enough so that the downside that the dims can do will really be limited. So looking at our markets on the day today, as I mentioned earlier, we saw some encouraging signs today, even with a mixed day like we saw today. We finished strong, well off the lows of the day across the board uh, and seeing some short-term signs of capitulation. Check this out. Today, the Feared and Greed Index, excuse me, today the Fear and Greed Index hit its lowest level since March of 2020, since coronavirus insanity began, getting into the single digits today, Fear and Greed hitting a six. The last two times that the Fear and Greed Index has gotten to these levels were both fantastic buying opportunities, multi-year best buying opportunities. The first was 2018, as I mentioned earlier, the, the rate hike, the December from hell that Jay Powell brought us. Uh, the, the fear and greed hit about a three. And then again in 2020 for coronavirus insanity, it hit a two. Massive, massive rallies followed from there. We've also seen an elevated put call ratio continue even on a day like today where we spent you know, a good amount of time uh, in the green and finished mixed. So above a 1.2, remember the average there is a 0.7. Uh, so well above a lot more put buying than call buying. And we're also seeing a non-confirmation from the VIX and from bonds. Despite you know inflation continuing to come in hot, the 10-year fell again today. Remember, we were just above a three a few days ago. Now we're down to a 2.81. That's a pretty big fall in short order for bonds. Uh, so again, non-confirmation telling us there that the move lower looks to be done in the short term at least. We're at least looking for a major bear market rally from here and could start to see that as soon as tomorrow. These look like the signs of at least a short-term capitulation. You know, still think we might see a, a major washout before it's really behind us. And and really calling a bottom is not a, is usually not a winning uh, argument. You wanna wait for the bottom, like trying to catch a falling knife is what it's like. Um, but we'll be here looking for all the signs of it and looking for the best buying opportunities that we possibly can here or at the end of the day, trading it as best we can. We put on some, some new positions here today in our parabolic options program. If you want to learn more about that, reach out to us at support at VRAinsider.com. Parabolic options number 16 just launched today. Uh, so come and join us. It's a four-month program. We average 48% returns per program. That's, again, a four-month program, so annualized. Uh, on the three programs we have a year, over what 140% gains. Uh, so pretty impressive numbers that we have the all of the data to back it up with. But looking at our major indexes here on the day today, we've been with two out of our four major indexes higher on the day. We were led by small caps up 1.24% to 1,739. Next up, the NASDAQ uh, pretty much flat, but again, we'll take this as a major win today, up 0.06% to 11,370. Next up, the S&P 500 down 0.13% to 3,930. And lastly, the Dow down three tenths, just over three tenths of 1% to 31,730. Uh, you know, 
really fast before we get to the internals today where we also got pretty solid numbers for how much of the day we spent in the red. If you looked out on your watch list, at your sectors, at your smaller names, today definitely had a different feel to it. There was a good amount of green out there. We saw it in the advancing versus declining stocks that I'll get to here in a second. But a big reason why the Dow was lower today, Boeing. Boeing down a big 4.77% last I saw here. Let's, I think that was the final 4.83% at the end of the day. Did finish off the lows, but also Apple was down. Let's get a final print on that here as well. Yeah, 2.69%. Also well off the lows of the day, but that's Apple's lowest level since October of, uh, of last year. So that's a big reason why the Dow was down, why we didn't see better returns from our other indexes as well, because some of the smaller names that don't make up as much of the Dow, S&P, NASDAQ, those were all able to rally today. Uh, so overall, really a pretty positive day. If it weren't for those two, we probably would have finished positive across the board today. And again, another reason why we think this is going to be a strong bear market rally from here, but advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks on both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Not by a ton, but on a mixed day like today, to get positive numbers like this, certainly a win. Uh, new 52-week highs to lows were the weakest, but important to remember on a day like today that this is a cumulative number. So if you hit 52-week lows at any point in the day, you get added to that number, where most of these companies that did hit 52-week lows actually rallied to finish positive on the day. We saw it in a number of our sectors as well, hitting 52-week lows, but finishing positive on the day. So again, if this wasn't a cumulative number, this would have been a lot better of a reading here today. We finished with 2,750 stocks hitting 52-week lows on the NYC and NASDAQ combined to just 15 hitting 52-week highs today. So again, not good numbers there. Uh, but important to remember that cumulative uh, figure that I just threw out. Lastly, volume coming in positive for both the NYSE and then nearly two to one positive for the NASDAQ today. Uh, so again, we'll take that as a major win on a day where the markets were mixed like they were. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with six out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by healthcare, followed there by... Uh, Consumer discretionary, which one of those sectors I mentioned earlier, hit a 52-week low before rallying to be our second best sector on the day. Real estate also right around its 52-week low. Home builders hit a 52-week low today, but were able to rally to finish up a big 3.4% on the day. So again, those are what we're talking about. We say that 52-week low number doesn't mean so much on a day like today. Next up, communication services. <laughs> Just keep on the same same train here. Did hit a 52-week low today, finished up half a percent. Next up, industrials and energy. And then our laggards on the day were utilities. And then interestingly, tech, even though the NASDAQ finished higher, the tech sector was lower on the day. We've seen so much destruction in these high growth tech stocks. Uh, and that has continued some, you know, really bringing these, these stocks back to a fair level of valuation. They've gotten so far ahead of themselves. But then you see ARC, which has been crushed, but was up a nice 5.5% today. Also hit a 52-week low before that. 
And then the semis were up roughly half a percent today as well. So definitely wasn't all negative out there for the tech sector. And then our final laggards, financials, materials, and consumer staples. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch gold now lower on the day by 1.73% to $1,821 an ounce. That does put it below its 200 day moving average for the first time since February of this year. But I will point out we're at extreme oversold levels here, uh, which if you follow our work, we look at that as an opportunity. This is when the rubber band gets stretched too far and you usually get a at least a bounce back in the other direction. But as long as we are able to, to get back above the 200 day moving average before we spend, we have our seven day rule here. But to confirm the move, you have to spend seven days below or above the 200 day moving average. So, you know, if we just dip below it and bounce right back, no worries here, but if we spend seven days below the seven trading days below the 200 day moving average, uh, then we might start to, to look at this a little bit differently. Silver now down a big 4.25% to $20.65 an ounce, another lowest level since July of 2021 for silver. Copper now down 2.8% to $4.08 a pound, and oil now up 1% to $106 a barrel. Cryptos continuing to get smoked here. You know, a lot of issues from this group lately after the Luna deal, uh, which was meant to be a stable coin. Uh, you know, it is a long and complicated story that we could probably do an definitely do an entire podcast on here. So I won't get too into it today, but really brought down the entire crypto space. Uh, you know, even with as much as Bitcoin has sold off, it's held up better than a lot of the other coins out there. But Bitcoin did fall to hit a low of twenty six thousand five hundred earlier in the day, but rallied. To finish positive, or not finish, but now trading positive, up 1.2% to 28,742 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA investing podcast here every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Also, Go subscribe at Rumble. Uh, Kip's been putting out midday video updates as well now. Uh, so if you want to start to receive those, go subscribe at Rumble, uh, YouTube, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. They all go out there as well. So thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.